Hi, I'm relationship coach Megan Luscombe and you're listening to my podcast, Real Talk. Settle in as we have a quick chat about topics that surround our relationship with self and others. Let's get into it. If you follow me on socials, you know I often tag my bestie in posts, so I'm pretty excited to finally have him on the show as a bit of background before the episode kicks off. I've known Paul since I was 22, and y'all, when I say we have walked a lot of life together, I mean it. Our latest adventure is parenting, so it made sense to me to get him on this episode because I knew he would be willing to talk about anything and everything. And I also low-key think we should have our own spin-off show, so let me know if you agree. Paul, thank you so much for doing this. I am eternally grateful to capture our conversations about something that we've both been navigating as individuals and parents, but also supporting each other through. To the listeners, I hope you enjoy. Well, how do you start talking about the challenges of maintaining friendships after kids? Yeah. Which I'm struggling with. Actually, I'm navigating with you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a juggling of time. <laughs> it's a 19-month navigation and I wanted to talk to you about this because – A, you're my best friend and we're both sort of going through it five months. I'm five months behind you. Mm. So today I thought we could focus on what the challenges you see when it comes to, and I'm obviously going to interject with my opinion as well. (laughs) And then I'll re-interject with my opinion and go incorrect. And that's basically how it's going to be the whole time. So I'm interested to know what you think then would be your top challenge of maintaining friendships when it comes to just having a child? Got to be proximity of actually having a friendship when you're in person. You can yeah. you can chat to someone and have a kid that you're rocking and send a message if you yeah, want. True. But like, all right, cool. So then I'll see you and we'll do something. Yeah. That's a whole nother kettle of fish <laughs> once you get to doing something. Yeah, that's true. But like the trying to essentially having a long-distance relationship with someone yes. and going, hey, when do we see you? Oh, maybe in two months when the moon rises uh-huh. in the west. And- yep. And also if the weather is good and also if we can have a place where I can let a child run free and manic, but also I need to have them in close proximity so I can actually talk to you. Yeah. Because that's one thing so- I struggle with. Like, let's catch up, but am I catching up with you or am I just minding my child and – running after my child while I look at you and we, like, share about 10 words. <laughs> if, I think you and I found out early on oh that God, let's go and have, what, brunch? Yeah, brunch. Bad idea. It was the worst. I was so bad. Like? It was really bad. And I'm going to paint a picture of how bad it was just so the listeners can go, what bad are we talking about here? So my child was, like, six months maybe and your child was five months plus that. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to catch up at a cafe because we can chuck them in high chairs. Yeah. And that was that was where we went wrong. Yeah, assumption <laughs> that that was going to work. I was like, oh, I won't even have a pram. We'll just walk in because I was like, this right. is a novelty. I can carry less things. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I'll just strap you down into yep. this. Mm-hmm. No. Mm, no. No. Sat down and proceeded to have my child not want to be in the high chair. No. Just only wanted to be in the pram at that stage. And mind you, navigating a pram. Oh, by the way, the cafe that we went to didn't have ramps. Remember? That's so right. So, carrying had to up steps. Pick a pram up two different separate flights of stairs. So, just as a PSA to fucking cafe owners, 
Don't, don't have stairs. <laughs> no, get some fucking ramps. Accessibility. Like, God, accessibility counts, okay? Uh, so well, that was rule number one where we went wrong. I don't even know if at that time I was that confident in going to somewhere that we'd book and mm-hmm. go, hey, I also need a kid's high chair. Mm-hmm. Because they put us in the middle of like a thoroughfare. Oh my it's god! So, Why like, did they do that? Can you hear all of the anxieties coming out of us? Because I think we were both at a stage where you had just started feeling confident with going out with your child, yeah, and being in control of that. And I was just at the beginning stage of like, oh, my child just sits in a pram, and that was my delusion. That was a delusion, really, because yeah. my child was like, "Don't get comfortable with me," because I'm about to fuck your shit up. And they did. And they proceeded to. Do- so after we inhaled and by food, inhaled i had to leave half of it that same mm-hmm. like side parts of this whole thing that i thought there was a ice cream on the top of my pancakes and it was butter so i, I chomped know, it i you chomped into it painting the picture paul thinks there is this <laughs> massive hunk of ice cream on his pancakes takes this huge inhalation looks at me as in oh god what have i done, done? <laughs> What have I done? Mm. Oh, my God. Turns out to be butter. Maybe. Everybody check that next time you're eating pancakes. Is it ice cream or butter? I don't know if the person that I ordered thought I was ordering a kid's meal and it was like there was fairy floss on there. I like, was too. I mean, uh, like nothing against <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet pancakes, but yeah. Yeah. Well, look. So, we proceeded to not eat all of our food and then we decided that we have to leave. We have to get out of here. Abort mission. We are just, we're drowning in this situation. Takeaway coffees. Mm-hmm. Takeaway coffees. Wait for those. Well. We played. Waiting for those. It was really just wrangling. Chasing a child. Children. Yeah. So, we proceed to go and walk to a little, like, play playground. area. Yeah. A little miniature playground. And then I think Paul and I maybe said 12 to 15 words to each other. I spoke to an old man who was talking to me about <laughs> um, his beanie because it had the Melbourne demons on it. Yeah. So, I Paul probably said spoke more words to an to him. old man more than he spoke to me in that catch-up. And at that time, we realised- we can never do this again. Yeah. So, that, that mm. essentially what that does for a friendship mm. is cuts out a massive chunk of- Connection. Well, connection. And if I happen to have my child mm-hmm. and we want to do something, mm-hmm. we're now limited that we're probably not going to be, well, mm-hmm. maybe an under two-year-old child. Yeah. This is now off the table for us, us time. This yes. is them time. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I think that really set the tone for us, for our expectations and our planning moving forward. Because I will, I went away from there feeling so deflated that I actually didn't even get to talk to you. Yeah, hugely like, disappointing. I was just, I was so upset because when we catch up, I love being able to actually talk to you and connect with you. And obviously, we speak twenty four seven. Yeah. But when I were in person, it's, it's, I feel like it's a different type of like yeah. being able to connect. So I literally left that. I got home and my wife was like, "How's Paul?" And I was like, Who? "You'd have to get in touch with him. <laughs> yeah, get in touch with him because I am spent." I am absolutely ruined. I don't know how to catch up with friends. And I went into this spiral of, am I ever going to be able to catch up with Paul again and our kids and what's going to happen? So that was, I think, that set the tone for the conversations that we would have moving forward for how we would manage our friendship yeah. and being able to catch up. Yep, absolutely. I think today's a case in point. Yeah. It's, it's to do with our partners, what yes. they're doing, whether we have to – Who's on, yes. who's off. We've got a two-hour gap where we're hanging later that is mm-hmm. us and Billy, so that's essentially going to be stop butting the wall, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the thing, and I think I didn't take into consideration when I had a child that I would have to be so mindful 
of managing friendships. Yeah, it's... I just thought they'd flow. It'll just happen. Like, your friends will be... It'll all be fine. Yeah, I think early on, I realised that the time that you have to yourself, that you have with your partner, and then you have... Whatever my divide of time was, Uh you all of a sudden lose at least half that mm. and then you've got to try and work out how to maintain the same amount of time that you would see your friend in that half time that yes. you had. Absolutely. Which means what a week, I don't know, every couple of weeks, a week at yes. best. If it's yes. weekly, it's like what's going on right Yeah, now? and if it's weekly, it's generally because we have group events. Yeah, which so. is then just another one to throw in the mix. <laughs> it's another thing that we need to manage. And I think from talking from that, I think one thing I never, ever considered that I would – have to be managing every time I see you is when am I catching up with you next? And it was a few weeks ago we were out with our mates and Johnny said to us, you guys are already planning your next catch-up. And we both had our phones out and we both in our calendars and he's like, you guys are already planning your next catch-up. And Johnny, by the way, is child-free. So we're like, yeah, and this is what we have to do. This is how it goes. This is literally our life now. What are you doing yeah. in two weeks? Uh, what time? Oh, I've got swimming. Uh, I've got family coming over. Yeah. It's a constant navigation. Yeah. I think we can't, oh, no, we can't do that time because that's nap time and I have to be doing that. Uh That's important. I (laughs) obviously, uh, I have a child under two. Paul has a child over two. So, we both now are at one nap days. But when I was navigating two naps, it was harder as well. And if your child doesn't go down for the nap, it can throw out the schedule. Case in point today, we're recording this podcast. Paul's child was supposed to go down at a certain time. Didn't because that's what kids do. They are literally unpredictable as fuck. Yeah. And friendships become a little bit unpredictable as well. Yeah. it's a, It definitely took a while. Even now, mm-hmm. what, two years yep. in? We're getting okay at it. Yeah, we're like, getting okay at it. Now. That'd be yeah. Yeah, like we're recording this podcast when we're okay at it. Like, and that's the reason why I wanted to record the podcast because we're we identified, or I think I'll I'll speak on my actually I'm going to speak on your behalf as well. You're my best Go friend, I can speak on your behalf. I give you permission. We identified that we wanted to make sure we kept our friendship prioritized. But also, we needed to be realistic that there were going to be things that get thrown into that mix, such as children. One thing for me over the past few months has been sickness, kids getting sick, then kids giving you their sickness because they are just share bears and who doesn't want to get sick as well. And now we are realizing all the things that we've learned in this probably two-year gap of having children. Yeah. Changing like, plans. You know what? Let's impart some wisdom, shall we? Let's- yeah. If there's any, if there's any wisdom, let's just uh, use this to vent about our problems. We're basically just using this to vent about the things that uh, we went through. But also, I would have loved to have heard somebody talk about this stuff before I had a kid. Yeah. Because it would have helped me a lot. Just to try and set expectations. A hundred percent. And realistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah p- prepare for... For the, I don't know if there's people like me who are like, mm. oh, picture, okay, this is what's going to happen. That's yes. how things are going to be. <laughs> you, okay. would, you would be the brunt of this. I'm like, 
what why is this changing i can't deal with change you're like i can't come now until this time yeah no it's myself <laughs> yeah okay i just need to mentally get my head around that and I'll just- yeah great point so paul is that describing himself perfectly uh aquarius if anybody wants to you know picture that as well very um sticks to a plan likes a plan and i think having a child has definitely uh, pushed Paul's strategic and planning mind when it comes to having control over things. Yeah. Which you've gotten a lot better at, I think. Have to, yeah. I and think we were just talking about it before we started as to, yeah. like, I just need to get less annoyed by my plan changing. <laughs> I am now no longer the centre of the universe. <laughs> just in a different way. Just in a different way. And I think I have had to be able to do the same, actually. And you and I were talking the other day, actually, about – I had asked a question, what we'd forgotten, things that we'd forgotten to be. Mm. And I was like, I've forgotten to be spontaneous and how to be spontaneous and how to live in the moment. As a parent, that's what I feel like I've really forgotten to do because the last two years of my life have just been sleep schedules, planning, what are they eating, what are they doing, let's get them to daycare at this time. Are they and that's – and I don't think spontaneity with friendships in – I'm talking only from my behalf. Uh, what? That doesn't yeah. exist with me. Like, you and I plan, like, months in advance when we're catching up. Unless you live next door and then <laughs> I could so possibly true. knock on and be like, oh, hey, and go, can, can make coffee? come back later or <laughs> can you back. make me a coffee? <laughs> well, I, I know. Can you just, imagine you, like, rock up and, like, sorry, sleep gets gone. Sorry. Something's happened. Please leave. Yeah. I can't imagine that. No. <laughs> it wouldn't I happen. Can't, yeah. I've got a key. I'm coming in. <laughs> Walking in the door. I'm already in. Class, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah, I think I just completely sidetracked that. But, yeah, there can't be <laughs> no. any, like, oh, do you want to just do this? No. It's like, uh, I don't – maybe. Because mm-hmm. that free time Let that I have check. to do that, I've already planned what that block of time that's is. That's right. And that's one thing that I feel like I've really struggled with negotiating is friendship catch-ups now have to be so pre-planned that you actually don't have opportunity to be sporadic with people and be like, hey, I'm going to be in your area. I mean, not that's not really like a super-duper option for me. I'm sure you and I half an hour away from each other, but it yeah. needs to be longer, so now it can be. But I feel like having a kid means those things have to be planned so the spontaneity and the freedom of catching up with friends isn't as accessible as it once was, and that's something I was underprepared for mm. before I had a kid. Yeah. And I think it's because we just also got out of COVID. So, it's like, yeah. let's be locked That's in the house yeah. and then let's have a kiss. <laughs> yeah, we've got freedom. Cool. What should we, what should oh, we do with it? Oh, nothing. N- next month, I think. <laughs> let's just do nothing with it. But also, I was thinking of, because obviously you can Google this, how do you overcome, how do you overcome challenges with friendships when you have kids? Like, And it's everywhere in Google. And I think it's all the very nice, fluffy, cutesy stuff. Interesting. What does it say? Well, it's just stuff like, oh, you know, um, be kind and treat people with grace because obviously we understand that things come up and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, cool. If I can get all that sort of stuff. But I would like to know what you think is a real, how do you actually make a friendship succeed if you're bound by your child's sleep schedules? I think one it definitely helps that you you understand because you have a kid. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, it's I agree like with that. You understand what it, why things are happening, why they're having yeah, to change. Um, it makes a difference. But 
yeah, it's probably just, I don't know, like we might, if we were seeing each other more often, mm-hmm. go, oh, I'll, we'll just catch up and we'll talk about that when I see you. No. No. We, we'll have forgotten, we'll forgotten what happened. So, it'll be <laughs> yes. like just using Messenger or whatever yes. to chat because- 100%. Otherwise, it's like, oh, you're going to tell me about this thing. It's like, mm. I can't remember that. It's gone. If you- so I, I guess constant yes, communication constant of communication. other other ways, different to being in person catch yes. ups, which are definitely higher quality. Mm-hmm. But our communication of I was actually talking about this yesterday with some people at work is an emoji reaction to something mm-hmm. is essentially a sentence. You're like, yes. you know what you know what yes. this is. It's like cool. It's the best. Yeah. But okay, that's actually fucking brilliant you said that because we've sort of created a simplified way to talk to each other. Based on an emoji, but yeah. it has it actually means a sentence, like it means yeah. a thing, right? So you and I have become more sufficient at communicating. Efficient. Thank you. Yeah. Efficient is what I want. Yes, efficient at communicating together, but using less words. Yeah. So just an emoji is like boom. This is what's going on right now. And I think that's just had to happen. So there's less. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I have to pretty organically, but did. to the point of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure whether that yeah. gives us more time for it, like anything. I think extra. I'm going to rely back on the friendship to describe this because I feel like you, your and my friendship has gotten to a point where the communication is so chef's kiss that being parents at the same time really allowed us to continue setting expectations, asking if the other person needed anything. Like, mm. and when we were going through challenges, you would go, you've gone through the challenge first. Yeah. Then I have five months <laughs> behind gone through the challenge. So I feel like when I've gone through something, I've been able to say less about it. Yeah. Because you're like, yep, that, yep, got it. Uh huh. Makes sense. Yep. Being there. And I feel like that's talking to the point that you were saying before about because we both have children, we understand. And one thing I find, maybe hard to navigate is trying to set expectations to my friends who don't have children as to how hard it actually is navigating children. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think the, the planning that it takes as someone with a child to then meet someone without a child, they probably don't, again, assumptions don't realize that the planning to get that because then really that's then when the spontaneity happens, mm-hmm. like within a window. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a challenge. I mean, you and I obviously face challenges and we both have children. Our communication is fantastic, but we still even face challenges within that. It's like relationships, like any, like a, a marriage can be really successful and still face challenges parenting. Like I think that, and that's what makes it hard when things are great, but there's still a challenge within the greatness. Yeah, I, I think that's Does why that I was make like, sense? I saw that it's good. Like, yeah, it, like, but one thing I think we're really good at, and I mean, I'm just going to brag about us a bit because nice. why not? We are really good at pivoting. Mm. Like I was sick. Obviously, anybody who follows my Instagram will know that I got rotavirus from my child. And we were supposed to have a movie night. Yeah, that's right. And instead of being able to do the movie night in person, we were like, 
exchange you to Netflix party. Let's do it virtually. That's right. And how did that go? <laughs> that went not great. I think we got through half a movie. We got through half like a movie that. and then I had my child throwing up and then I started about five hours later. Yeah. So, but. But even then you're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's, I, it's fine. Yes. Right. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. And I felt bad emotionally and then, but physically too. <laughs> yeah. Just, just what you want. <laughs> just, Check all the boxes. Check all the boxes. But I think one thing with the challenge of not being able to like see your friends as much, I think technology has really helped us. I mean, I still feel as connected to you that I can message you and I will message yeah. you on every single platform 25,000 ways and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I and you're the exact scanned. same. Yeah. <laughs> same. Where's this conversation taking place? Instagram, Facebook. I might even do a cheeky text. Yeah, well, I will. I'm like, are you driving right now? Because that's the only time I get texts. That's <laughs> so true. First thing I do, Siri. But technology has helped us, and I would say to anybody who is struggling to maintain their friendships, to rely on technology more. Yeah, it, I would be super interested at uh, a friend dynamic that had done this prior to everybody being thrown into technology and COVID and having to yeah. communicate. It would like. Yeah. Because essentially everybody was forced into relying on yes. Zoom teams. Yes. What of calls and that just seemed like a normal thing that we all adapted so quickly. Yes, that's true. So that probably helps us that we've been forced into that, the yeah, technology true, and communication. Because if that wasn't the case, I don't know, I can only hypothesize. Like? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We would be possibly nowhere near as well equipped as we are to converse in a way that is efficient. <laughs> And we are very How sexy efficient. is that? We communicate <laughs> very efficiently. <laughs> okay. Am I an accountant? No okay. offense to accountants, by the yeah, way. I love my numbers. They're very efficient, best friends. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they are. But I took notes. I took notes because when I talk to you, I can go on tangents. Yeah, because yeah. I think we've done pretty well. I feel like we've done really well, actually. And this is the first time I'm bringing out the notes, by the way. And there's only five little ones because I wanted to talk about the tips that you can overcome challenges when it comes to keeping connected with your friends and... But also, I think, being vulnerable with your friends. I sort of feel like it's hard being a parent. Well, I'm just talking about myself personally. It's hard being a parent when your kid's going through something and your friends without children, they can empathise with you, but they can't obviously understand what that's like. And then your friends with kids have got their own parts that are hard. Mm. So it's it's hard to lean into vulnerability and maintain connections there, but I think you and I do that very well. Absolutely. Yeah, sort of need to. And that was a bit of baptism by fire, I think. Yeah. Because I would be talking to you all the time about my child not sleeping and that's That, that is another hard <laughs> bit because it's like yeah. I want to talk to you. I don't need you to help me solve mm-hmm. it now I'm venting, but. Now I'm going to tell you my yes. opinion on this. Like, I don't want to hear your opinion. I just want to tell you how life shit yes. right now. It's like, oh, but this happens too. I don't care. That's a great point. Thank you. This is bestie C. That is a challenge, I think, in having friendships with people who have kids. Because I think if you share something about your own experience as a parent, the other parent wants to interject yeah. with this is what we do. But just try, and you know try what? to help, especially as like, if you're like going to something like, I can help you, I probably can't. But by what I think is helping you, you're yeah. like, this is not helping. Yeah, but we're really good at being like, hey, I need to say something right now and I need to vent. I don't need you to give me advice. Yeah. I just need you to let me bitch. Yeah, and I think it 
we change the way that we preface the sentence. Like, yes. I'm venting or mm-hmm. what happens when yes. this. Okay. I'm only just realizing this now as That's I talk about it. But essentially, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, we do this. Yeah, because we've got to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm saying something. What do you want me to be doing with yeah, this information? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Something with it? Is there yeah. something I can offer? And I yeah. think we're really good at those boundaries. And I'm going to highlight that yeah. because they are boundaries, I guess, when we say I'm saying something around that event. Um, and when I generally say something to event, I'm like six fucking texts after one after the other with a few gifts in there just for good measure. And I'm like, can I jump on this too? <laughs> yes, but that's what I love. I love when you say, can I can I get as mad as you are? And I'm like, fuck yes, please jump on yeah. this with me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, just listen. Gotcha. Yeah, but I love that. Okay, so that's good. So that, I think, is a great segue into – That's – like without finishing, that's like a hugely difficult one. Yeah. Because – of the way that someone parents and with kids, mm-hmm. like just it's like a whole. Oh my god! Especially oh my if someone god. who's your friend, you're like, I mm. don't want to upset you. Uh-huh. Do it like this. Why are you telling this person to do it like that? Let them do it themselves. Let them do it. I'm just helping you. Yeah, you're not helping. You're not helping. No. Like, I, I think that's the thing that I've learned so much. You aren't helping when you just randomly open your mouth and tell somebody what to do as a parent. You're not yeah. helping at all. Yeah. It's Unless a- they say, "What would you do?" Hey, my yeah. kid's doing ABC. What would you do in this situation? Which you and I talk like that. Like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, has blah, blah gone through this? Because this is what mine's going through. And you'll be like, yeah, this is what we did. And I'm like, fucking great. Or sometimes I'll just be like, I'm going through shit. Don't fucking tell me anything else. Just need an event. Yeah. And that's still something we're probably only good at because you'll yes. be like, oh, you're telling me this. I feel so good that you told me this. Yes. Like, I could have just told you this yeah. anytime. Yeah. But it's like working out what not to be that's like. That's right. Hey, by the way, this awesome thing happened. Don't fucking tell me about your kid being awesome. That's right. <laughs> but, but now we've got to the stage where it's like share all the things, yeah. good and the bad. Yeah. But we had to find that balance and we did find the balance. I reckon we found it maybe, what, 12 months? Yeah, hmm? I think, yeah. I about 12 months. Just by a couple, of, a couple of things here and there we're just like, just clearly this isn't working. Yeah, but I love that. And just for background, Paul and I have been friends since I was 22. We're both 36 now and – now, the fact that we as best mates will have minor, will have disagreements, conflict, definitely solidifies the friendship though, makes the friendship so much better and safer. Yeah. But I think being parents together has just unearthed a whole new world. Yeah, that's sort of why I got back because this is probably the biggest yeah. hard bit is that yeah. what you can talk about that then doesn't all of a sudden spiral into yeah. what you're dealing with yourself. Yeah. Or- uh, what I'm doing as a parent versus what you're doing as a parent. Yeah. And I'm very, very, very glad to say that you and I have never compared our parenting. I've never even thought to go, why isn't Paul doing this? Because I would be doing this. Yeah. And I think it's because I've been so in my own head as a parent <laughs> to be like, what the fuck's going on in my situation? <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose that would be a tip of mine, actually. If you have friends who have kids and you want to go to them to speak about your experience, preface it with what you want. If yeah. you want a vent or if you want advice, use that boundary because I think that would save a lot of friendships. Yeah, I think it's a standard one yeah. just generally with friendships that could easily yeah, is that bring- just a blanket rule yeah. for all friendships really? But it could bring a, a friendship undone pretty- Absolutely. Easily because you're already under what certain amounts of stress as it is. Yeah. Exactly. And you go to your friends for support. Yeah. You don't want your friends being like, you should be doing this. Just do this. It's easy. I mean, we've all, got, the- we've all got family who do that enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's not uh, have friends who do it. But I'm going to say that would be one of my tips. 
I wrote down some tips as well, and one of them was to expect delays. And when I say expect delays, I mean your friends with your friends aren't going to get back to text immediately. They're not. Yeah, and we have been as unashamed as we could be mm-hmm. by absolutely spamming the crap out of someone mm-hmm. and going, "You're going to enjoy this when you get it." <laughs> when you get it, yeah, or you're going <laughs> to probably go, "I'm not in the mood," but thanks for all of these <laughs> gifts that have no relation to it. Exactly, nothing here relates, but. I'm really yeah. seeing where your mindset's at. Yeah. And I think when it comes to navigating having a friend who has a child, challenge is you probably don't get to talk to them as much and you don't get to see them as much. But the solution for that is understanding that a delay doesn't mean that the friendship's any worse off. No. And I think my, the first thing that comes to mind then is but then making sure you can find the quality time. Exactly. Because going to a cafe with your kids is not quality time. Yeah, yeah. You can say that's trauma. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> that's trauma for us. About? <laughs> but also set expectations. Like when it comes to catching up with people, like, yeah. hey, um, if your friends want to go to a cafe, cool, just letting you know that my child – is a 30-minute in the pram maximum kid. Yeah, there's only so many snacks that we can Exactly. Get. And then we're going to have to go to a park to let them run like a hyena. Yeah. So, it's setting that expectation and well, there's t- nothing Today's wrong. a great example, right? You're going to come in the morning yep. and then that would mean that, I guess, nap time, all mm-hmm. awesome, and then my wife's now decided that she was going out tonight. Mm-hmm. So, then it's like, hey, maybe come later. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a window in there where we're both going to be hanging, but, you know, I'll just be chasing your child around. I know, I can't wait. I'll be chasing and, that child too. And my expectation right now, which I am praying, to, I don't know why I said I'm praying. That's how great. Like, I just hope he goes down to sleep. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Jesus backwards is sausage. <laughs> Um, so, like, I'm already expecting that he'll go down and then you and I can actually have a glass of red and watch a movie or whatever yeah, it is we're going to do. absolutely. And it, if that comes apart, I'm going to – now that we're talking about it, I'm going to need to start mentally preparing. Yes, and yeah. this is – exactly. This is what, as a parent, I am only realising I have to do now is I have to manage my own mindset and my own expectations. That's it. Because I can't control my child. Yeah. Like, I can hope for the best. But at the end of the day, they're an independent little thing that's going to do what they want. So yeah. – Frustrating. Um, yeah, this is essentially now just a session of me unpacking that <laughs> and me going, I need to now remember that when I, if I get annoyed later, not to because this is our quality time and I need exactly, to that's circle right. that up. This is the quality time. Yeah, yeah. Us recording a podcast together, yeah. which is fantastic. But also, so I've gone with use technology. We've done that. We've told people technology is your friend. Yeah. Use it. We've said expect delays, set expectations. But also, I put create a calendar. And the reason why I'm saying create a calendar is – so you actually are able to have accessibility to your friends when you're catching up. And I don't mean you have to do a shared calendar. I mean, you can. But it's more being able to, every time you see them, pull out your calendars. Yeah. That sentence started bad, but it came good. And <laughs> I think if everybody is able to go, okay, we're all here together, what are you doing in the next month? Yeah. Let's all check dates. And I think you and I are really good at doing that. Hence why Johnny was like, I can't believe you guys yeah. Planning a date already, like to catch up, and I was like, "Yeah, because we need to do that." It's also good because you're there. You're like, "Oh, what? Why is it three weeks from now that we're organising this?" Mm-hmm. Like, look at these things, and you like see what is on. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, like, absolutely. why not next weekend? I'm free next weekend. Why are you not free? <laughs> why are you not free? And then we remember. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. We have children now. Yeah. Because on the way here, I was actually like, "Who's got a kid?" <laughs> wow. Because some, and I sometimes say it myself. I'm like, "Oh, I've got a child." 
like sometimes, and that's probably sleep deprivation really, because I'm like, oh, I, I can't make these decisions as freely as I used to. But what I wish is before I had a child, somebody sat down with me and said, hey, you know the friends that you love? Things are going to change. And I'm not saying that's going to be a bad thing, but prioritization, frequency of catch-ups, all of these things are going to be completely different than what they once were. So much. Take it. Take the freedom of doing anything, anytime for granted. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. But also, I think having a kid has also really made me realize the friends who I actually do give a fuck about, and which has been awesome. And I think being parents for you and I has put us closer because now we're like sharing in something that is one of the most epic, life altering, crazy. I have a lot of other words that I can use. Yeah, keep them coming. (laughs) Journeys. And I don't want to say journey. Oh, that's a lovely journey. I know. Fuck. I had to say it though. There was no other word that I could use. But I feel like somebody else would have used this, could have used this. And this is the, this is the aim of us recording this. And I've also been dying to get you on a podcast that I could actually have a conversation with you because I really would just want a podcast with you and I talking shit. Yeah. And somehow you've kept us on track. Which Thank is pretty you. Good. I'm actually t- to topic other than I know went off for one thing. We did. Religion. We did with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus being saucy backwards. Yeah. But I feel like we did really well. I feel like um, child free. Uh, I did mention you have to chase kids <laughs> around when you catch up with people sometimes. So it's really hard to actually have a conversation. You're just going to be yelling at each other from across the playground. Mm. Um, so that's really true. But. Actually, here's what I do to most of my guests when they're on my podcast okay. and don't feel any pressure, but you're about to feel a whole lot of it. Oh, really? I'm joking. Mm. But if you had one thing that you would want somebody to know about the challenges of maintaining friendships when it comes to having children, what would you want them to know mm. and how would they fix it? I think... That's a difficult. I think it's just going to want them to know that it is a time thing, mm-hmm. the amount of time you have available. And so you saying before about it's made you decide on your friends that you want to be close with. Yeah. In my head, I visualize this as you've got blocks of time. Mm-hmm. So if you've got 12 people that you're filling those blocks with, mm-hmm. that means the cadence is a lot further apart. And so instead, you is pretty high in the pecking order means your slot is often as often as it can be and some others you're seeing a lot less. And that's also fine. You've just got to decide which people um, you want to be seeing more often. But the advice is that's going to happen. Try and be prepared for it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're on socials, follow me at Megan Luscombe underscore. If you're interested in working together, you want a session? Yes, I work with clients worldwide or perhaps are interested in coming to one of my upcoming workshops, visit my website, www.meganluscombe.com.au.